0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to a very short, brief, and to-the-point episode of A.E. Devil Rainbow. This is episode 49.5, a little small chapter in between 49 and 50. We're doing it this way because Drew's not with me this week. He had some very important scheduling conflicts he had to deal with that I'm sure he'll tell us all about next week um, for our big episode 50. spectacular. But this one is just a quick bite-sized info from me. Joe, just to kinda of give you my thoughts on Dynamite and just so we can have some kind of content for you people. We felt bad that one week we missed out. Um but you know, computer problems prevented that. We couldn't kinda of, shit happens. So take this as a quick little crumb to fill you over into our big episode fifty spectacular. And to do this, I'm gonna do this, kinda of do this in one take real quick, because I already tried a bunch of times doing it like the other way wasn't was uh, didn't have um, much success. So, um, Drew, I-, I told you a long time ago I was going to eventually abandon you, kick you out of the show. Uh, Marty Jinn, make you my Marty Jinnate to my Shawn Michaels. Um, if you hear this, just know, not quite there yet, but maybe one day. Anywho, to get through this, I'm going to just go ahead and scroll this article by Bleacher picture report by Eric Biesten. I want to say. Biestin, his basically... Uh, results of Dynamite just because I'm too lazy to go pull the graphics and all that stuff to do it myself so I'm just going to scroll through what he has and we'll talk about it as it comes up. See this main photo of Darby here, look at Darby with his TNT title, TNT Champion, sexually defended against Jungle Boy, we'll talk about that at the end. But first things first, let's talk about Hangman, Adam Page, and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks and Hangman opened the card, this was their first match they ever had together um, Ricky cut a promo before the match Like a quit backdate sediment Basically saying that um, Hangman doesn't live up to um, his potential And he always cracks under pressure Whereas Ricky Starks is a diamond Do, do, do the Starks pose I couldn't remember the Starks pose I'll put, There we go The Starks pose <laughs> That he's a diamond under pressure And that um, So he kind of wins Adam's spot This is the same thing he kind of did on Dark This week he had a promo A backstage we well, not backstage, room, but from at a bar, basically, where he did talking about the same thing, but it was more cinematically, cinematically filmed. Um, I guess they didn't air it here for that spot because it was about a minute long, versus so this was like a quick, like, seemed like twenty second bit by Ricky. But um, if you have the time, I'd go look, uh, go look at that, look at that little segment from Dark, just because I personally always appreciate when AW does these uh, cinematic style things, um, and you know, extra promos. To hype up their feuds So um it's a good little bit For Ricky But you know On to their match Which you know Their, their little promo Didn't do him too hot We consider the fact That he did lose To Adam Page By a choke Like a choke hold That uh, Adam Page did I think it was the first time He's ever won By submission At least that I've seen Basically uh, Adam Page Grabbed um, Ricky He put his arm Around his neck Flipped him over Like a suplex And landed him with Ricky starts his belly face down Had his arm around um, Ricky's neck Kind of still Doing like, kind of like a bulldog choke And basically tapped, Ricky tapped out to that um, Excuse me I really like that move I think it's the first time I've seen it done At least with that suplex transition um, Again it is kind of a lot like uh, Mox's bulldog choke But I guess it's, I think it's always good for every like, Main wrestlers to have a few sets of moves You gotta have your Your main your main finisher for we're It's the Bucks Out So you gotta have your Backup Um Special finisher Which I think is his Dead Eye And then now you got Your submission finisher Which is your Well your submission finisher So he's got He's got a strike He's got a He's got a, he's got a A suplex move uh, A A, a uh, Here we go It's A it. He has a strike He has a grapple And he has a submission He's uh He has all the Submission moves you need To uh, like Win in a variety of styles, so I think that's good for him to add to his moveset. Um, sucky night for Ricky. He almost got his head blown off with that freaking suplex, that German suplex that um, Adam Page hit on him. landed nasty on his neck, but he seems to be fine, so... Good for Ricky to... Good on Ricky for not dying, I guess. So, anyways. We'll move on with the card. We also have uh, Trent versus Penta L0. Watching this match, it was funny for me because I realized in the middle of it, like, oh, my God, AEW has never given me Penta versus Orange Cassidy. Um, no offense, Trent. But I was like, oh, God, I really want Penta versus Orange Cassidy. And then they already announced for next week we're getting Penta versus Orange Cassidy. So I'm going to be hyped for that one just because the, the um, taunt off in that match alone will be spectacular. Not to say this match wasn't fun for its own right. Um, Alex had 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 a blast in this match. And, and everything leading up to it, he had his little promo at the beginning of the match. with You know, Penta spoke in Spanish, and then Alex sometimes has translated it, basically talking about um, you know like that that the, the, the uh, best friends not haven't even tried bringing up dark, uh, shouldn't have bothered with the death triangle again, and that if anyone wants to get involved, if Orange Casting wants to get involved. He was going to make him into orange juice, but the way Alex said it. And the hype in, his, like, the hype in his voice, the pep in his step, he's had since he has been Pentas, like manager, has been kind of infectious. Like it's, it's really, in, I, I really enjoy seeing Alex's his enjoyment. I guess that makes sense. Um, even if he did take it a step too far, he did have to cut a mid-match promo and insult Sue of all people. Like, Sue, is is there is there no level? Is there is there no is there no line of um that we won't cross here and in, in, for the sake of villainry? Like yeah, how going can bring Sue into it? That's just no bueno, man. No bueno, not cool. Did like his pants though. Alex about to get ring pants for for his uh, his managerial job, I guess. He's got. He looks like he's ready to get in there himself. He had, he had a special ring pants, which is like his Penta says logos. He, had, he did the whole intro with Penta, like doing the whole thing. It was great. Um, I don't think anyone in wrestling is having more fun than Alex Arrieta's right now is with Penta l Zero, and I, I really enjoy the pairing. Because so I look forward to seeing more of it And I think next week with Orchard Cassidy Is going to be super entertaining Following that Looks like we have the interview With A Pinnacle Which was great For a few different reasons um, We'll start with the weirdness um, Tully wasn't there I don't know if why possi- Any time anyone's missing these days The immediate assumption is COVID something But um we, I don't know. I didn't bother looking into it, to be honest. Um, what is interesting, though, is that, that uh, Tully did gift, apparently, MJF, a, a scarf upgrade. Uh, because, I guess, his old scarf was fake or not as good. I really don't know anything about scarves. Um, it looks like the same scarf, but, but a different fabric. I don't know. It's like that same pattern, but... Different. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a style guy. I don't know much about these things. I'm wearing an AEW shirt today, for love of God. Which by the way, just so you guys know, I'm not a giant Mark and bought an AEW branded t shirt. I won this in the Twitter contest they had. Um I don't wear it for the show. I don't think I've ever worn it for the show before, so here you got me repping reppin the brand, repping for you Papa Papa Khan. Hook it up with a job. Just saying. Uh, but anyways, the promo was fun um, between all of them. My favorite part was going to be Wardlow talking just because he hardly ever talks so and just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I really didn't catch last week what happened with Jericho promo, what he said uh, when he was talking about Wardlow. So it took me a second to get it. But apparently last week when Jericho was talking, Jericho said that Wardlow has a million-dollar brain and a 13-cent body. We're supposed to be the other way around. we was supposed to be a billion-dollar body and a 13-cent brain. But uh, leave it to Wardlow. To capitalize on it beautifully, what he was saying. it's like, yeah, you butchered your words when it got to me, Chris. Because when you, the words Wardlow left your mouth, you knew you did something wrong. And I was like, damn. Once I realized that, of course. But I was like, damn. Bars, man. Wardlow with, with the sweet dig on Jericho. That was, that, that was well done. Classy. Good shit from Wardlow. Very proud. Very happy. Even MJF looked proud <laughs> of Wardlow cutting that promo. Someone, else, someone on Twitter also did a... Um, putting out that JR, JR's reaction to it was like this. JR was like... Um, JR was looking at Wardlow. He said the promo was like... And then he turned. He was like... Damn. So, yeah. JR, so, um, JR liked it. MJF liked it. I liked it. That's the highlight of the promo for me. From this segment. But, um... just hype for Blood and Guts, which... Honestly, I don't need any hype. Or <laughs> I just need this match to happen already. We're two weeks out now. May 5th coming up. Um, what more can you ask for? On this we have Sheeta and Taikanti who, my goodness, uh, Sheeta and Taikanti for the AEW Women's Title. What a crazy match. What like a freaking fun technical match. There's a lot of very uh, smooth transitions for moves, reversals, grapple changes. Like There was like such a style to this match because it ties, um, I guess, a different uh, judo experience. And, you know, Karoshida has her own training as well. Such a fun, like, fluid match. not like anything I've seen on Dynamite. Um, th- to, to my memory, it was a very, very unique match. Very fun match And I? I, I wish I had more to say on it, but I just like, it's one of those matches you kind of just sit back in awe. And you're just actually watching the technical breakdown of it all. And it's been a few days, so I can't exactly remember everything that went down, but I know this was a great one. If you didn't see it, you should sit down and watch it because it's just a true wrestling match, wrestling match, it's like a true clinical style wrestling match between these two, which is just, like, good to see sometimes. Especially from two people who can carry the style. Mind you, one thing in the Death out too probably wasn't the most technically beautiful move, but just vicious was that... Uh, Shikaru Shida throwing Taikanti off the top of her back onto the onto the um, ring post thing. Gnarly. Just, ow, like, my back. Like, how you can just, ooh, like, why? Dear God, why? Good stuff from Shida and Taikanti, though. Shida won, and at the end of it, um, I, I, I hate when I hate when wrestling does this in general. Like, Shida won, bummer move for, for Ty. But it happens. But then we immediately move on, like to Britt Baker on the stage, kind of crafts on Ty. Like, okay, Ty's time's over. Get out of here, Ty. Now it's time to talk about Britt, which is fine. But I feel like there should just be a little bit of like spacing there. Let let Ty soak, you know, in her defeat, or let Hikaru soak in her victory. But so it's like, okay, that now that we got that out of the way, now we can do what we really want to do, which is Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker, which. Okay yeah we all want to see that That's going to be dope <laughs> and, and, and everyone thinks Britt's going to be the one To take the belt off Sheeta Probably should be If we're all being honest um, But uh, I do like sh- I do appreciate Brit Bringing up the rankings And, and we've seen more People bringing up the rankings A lot lately About their Dissatisfaction with him Let's say um, So But Brit won the- Brit got to be Ranked one By wrestling and dark and elevation and by Ty losing, so now she's ready to fight uh, Karoshida for the title. I'm excited for it. Let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens. I, I'm guessing we're gonna wait for double or nothing at this point. Yeah, because we should be coming up on double or nothing. So fun stuff. I will add though, I won't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if we made that a triple threat of Hiroshita versus Ty. Ka- sorry, Shida versus Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Like, how hype would that be? Like, let's go. Hell yeah. Inner Circle also had their promo. It was um, not as good. <laughs> as, not as good as uh, the promo from From the pinnacle. Like, it was kind of just awkward. I don't know why we decided to give uh, Jake Hager props. Like, here. Here's a straw. I got something for you. Here's my straw. Let me throw you. Yeah, let's do you get it? Cause you guys are gonna suck your food through a straw because we're gonna we're gonna break your faces and stuff. And nice subtle reference, I guess to uh, Cass Wheeler formerly having his jaws wired set by uh, from a previous injury, but like it worked with the Jericho line. We didn't need to have Hager basically repeat the same joke and throw props. That was weird. Um, inner Circle Squad, kinda cringy. But hey, you gotta sell T-shirts, am I right? Um, best part of this was, um, of course, Santana. Kind of promo. I don't know why they always look like they're walking out of a music video or about to take an album photo. Santana, especially with the uh, with the black jacket and the black glasses, but man, looks cool. Kind of cool promo. Um, I think that's the best part of it. Um, Santana called the Pinnacles like, a, or basically, I think mostly specifically talking about FTR, but FTR finally stepping to them. But waiting till they had backup bitch moves, Um, I like that. I mean, I just like that. (laughs) I don't have to tell you about that. It was good shit. But the most, the majority of my this promo kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I think it left a bad taste in most people's mouths. It's just one of those like. I think the inner circle is having a hard time finding their footing as faces, because they're just so the group lends itself to just being. Douchebag bad guys So much more than it is To being Being good guys Um And Jericho's funny And Jericho could definitely Pull off face or heel But um Hager Like Hager's Definitely better off as a heel Santana seems like He can work as a face I think Santana and And Ortiz can work as faces Especially with Ortiz We bring back Tiger The Tiger Claw style Whatever that shit he used to do (laughs) is back Sammy I personally like better As a heel but I could see him placing, playing his face the first time I ever saw him wrestle, he was a face, so it's possible. But I think th- the group's vibe and like what they've been all about always kind of led them to being heel. so it's going to take some time for them to transition properly. Um, and either way, I don't care if it's a heel inner circle, face inner circle versus pinnacle. Excuse me, in a in a in a Blood and Guts match. I just want to see Blood and Guts. It's gonna be crazy. So I'm good with that. Also, I don't know if anyone caught this when t- when they were plugging, um, uh, when they were plugging the ticket sales for Blood and Guts. But Tony Savani called it a one match event, which is interesting because that's a, it's on May 5th. It's a Dynamite. So like, I wonder if they're are they like continuing that. Blood and Guts is gonna be. Like. Bell-to-bell, open-closed anime, like a two-hour match. That would be crazy. I don't think I've ever seen a match go that long. I don't know if we did those crazy um. gauntlet matches with Kofi on a SmackDown like a year ago, two years ago. I want to say that ran for the majority of SmackDown, but I don't think it ran for the full two hours. So if that's what they're going to do with that, that's going to be an interesting watch for sure. Um, gonna be a short, probably another short episode for being a Joe when we do that one. That would be episode fifty-one by my count, and it's just one match. Like, bro, this was violent, bro. It was crazy, bro. My God, bro. Oh my dude, yeah, bro. But um, that's our whole thing, so we fine. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's gonna be crazy. Moving on to less crazy things. Let's talk about Billy Gunn and QT Marshall for a second. QT's Basically running around to, you know his stable of goons now, but or the factory, um, they had a little promo, <laughs> like with um, a go go cutting a promo with with, with them it was like guys, look at my British flag and look at me talking about how much I hate America, but I'm here because of money. Also, whatever, like, why, like, do we really gotta like, how how hard do we have to hammer in the British thing, like, like we get it, he's British. It's it's weird. To, like, to make it this like overt And very 80s wrestling For it to be like Oh I'm British so hate me Because I'm not American Also all my partners are American But they're cool with me Shitting on America Because Reasons I don't get it I, I don't get it But then, like I said This is about QT, Marshall and Billy Gunn If you didn't watch Dark um, Billy Gunn kind of confronted QT, Marshall and was like Hey man you You took it too far when the uh, when the when your when your factory goons f- beat up my sons, I think this happened on elevation as well. But it's like, yeah, you took it too far, and, and Billy Gun And Q2 was like, oh yeah, I took it too far. Well, what about this sucker punts? He sucker punts Billy Gunn. We set up this match for um for dynamite, which is you know is fine. Most interesting thing to me about this match is that apparently Billy Gunn is Billy Gunn again. Um, like he's always been introduced as just Billy um, since he's been with AEW. And they had to cheat, to, uh, to inter- introduce him all the time. If you team up with his son, it would always be, Billy with Colton Gun, or Billy with Colton and Ass, or uh, um Assen, whatever. It'd be like Billy, like Billy and so and so Gun, because you have to space it out, kind of like how Cody used to cheat with his announced name, in the early days of AEW, and probably like more uh, before in his indie run too. I was always like, it's Cody with Brandy Run! So interesting that they're allowing Billy to go by Billy Gunn I wonder if WWE knows Or if WWE just doesn't care And Billy's like It's fine No one's gonna sue for Billy Gunn Like who cares Just let Billy Gunn be Billy Gunn It's fine Um, Besides that I I couldn't even tell you what happened in this match It's not like Not like anyone's gonna really care about a Billy Gunn one-on-one match with QT Marshall I do like the QT story But it's not exactly like, it's not going to be a few that's held up by the quality of its matches. It's not, not from QT, anyways. It's more about, you know, this rivalry between them. Mind you, I really like the setup of the idea of the Factory and, I guess, the Nightmare Factory. Or is it the Nightmare and the Factory? Sharing a wrestling school but having inner, inner feuds. So, like, on Dark and Elevation, for example, you can have people fight, like... You can have Solo fight. Um, I don't know. Who's from Cody's school? I, I don't remember. Um, well, the guns, right? So fight the guns. Because that's what was like. It's like, hey, bruh. I'm from this gang. I mean, wrestling school. And you're from that gang slash wrestling school. And we don't like each other. So now we got a fighty fight. And kind of just have these, like, inner feuds that are, like, on the lower card. They kind of just, like, um. It gives it gives people who don't really wouldn't have an excuse or a feud, and a reason to fight. So even if it was just representing their school, representing their faction, even if they're like lowly plebs on it, it works. It's kind of like if you watched uh, Cobra Kai at all, how the how how the factioning, how the different um, karate schools kind of fight with each other. How it's always Cobra Kai versus Miyagi Do, or Cobra Kai versus Miyagi Do versus. Well. I don't want to say that one for spoilers, <laughs> but you know it's kind of like it's always that thing. There's always this—that's um, us versus them mentality between those schools. So I kind of—I kind of like the idea of that being more of a thing in wrestling. Like, oh, I'm from this school. You're from that school. And then eh, fight, 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 slapping all that jazz. So um, I'll take it, even if QT is kind of a pleb, but I'll take it. <laughs> Elsewhere on the card, we have uh, Christian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs going to be honest, didn't pay much attention to this match either, and I feel bad because I really do like Christian a lot. I'm a big Christian fan, and I've been wanting to see Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, get his chance on Dynamite again because he's kind of been pushed to the back winner, especially through Team Taz, between Ricky Starks and Cage. Kind of hard to get him really time to shine. Um, So this was a good good opportunity for him and a good opportunity for Cage, but I just didn't seem to care, and, and I feel bad saying that. I mean, I just didn't seem to care much it's just not something that registered for me um again i really like christian i'm trying to gauge who i want him to feud with or who i want to see him have a match with in aw and there's really not anyone that really jumps out to me like oh i want to see christian fight that guy or do this or that i really don't know what to do with christian at this point um they did tease a match between christian and ricky starks at the end where ricky starks kind of had to stare down with christian i think that'll probably be more my speed but it's still not something that i'm like Ooh, yeah, that's the match I want to see Um Maybe, like, Christian Christian works is a really good face But I think maybe Maybe AW would be better off With, um, kind of Douchebag Underhanded Christian Kind of like how Matt Hardy came in as this face And eventually, like, ah, it's fine, let's go with Big Money Matt Maybe Christian needs to like, do, Go back to, like, his Tomco days In TNA Or something, I don't know I don't, I don't know what to do with Christian here, but, um uh, I'm glad they have him. It's just finding the right spot for him. I'm not sure if feuding with Team Taz is like the best thing for him. So, unless, unless, let's think about this, guys. We have Christian Cage feuding with Team Taz, and Team Taz already has its own problems in it. Who's having problems with Team Taz the most? Brian Cage. So, what if all this is a, is a setup to, realize, to reveal the fact that Brian Cage and Christian Cage. Are brothers And they're going to team up To take out Team Taz The Cage brothers Versus, versus Team Taz Let's go Maybe I don't know <laughs> Other stuff from the show this week We had Mox and Eddie Kingston Kind of just Ram a car casu- Ram a truck Casually Into the um, Elite's uh, trailer Because Wrestling a- As we've said before um, no crimes committed within the TR windows of Dynamite are legally um, pursuable, or, or charges cannot be filed on any crimes committed between Dynamite hours, because that's how wrestling works. So, you know, this um, vehicular, I would say attempted vehicular manslaughter by, uh, <laughs> by uh, Kingston and Mox will just be swept under the rug. Mind you, uh, we didn't see what happened to Kenny or the Young Bucks after this, but let's assume they teleported over to Impact Wrestling, since Kenny Omega has to defend AW title against Ritzwan um, tonight on the pay per view. Surprisingly, they didn't mention this more on Impact. I mean, on AEW, because like, hey man, Kenny, at least storyline wise, could potentially lose the the AW world title to an Impact wrestler. I feel like we should be concerned about that. But no, no, we're not even going to reference it even once, mind you. We all know, like, we, there's no way in hell, it is, there's no way in hell, my, uh, excuse me, there's no way in hell Kenny Omega's going to lose his title to Ritzwan. Like no way in hell. It's just weird that they wouldn't mention it at all. Cause like, hey man, it's still storyline possible. You think Rich would have showed up on AW at least once? But I guess it shows how little they care about it. Impact. I guess that's fine. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna. Wa- I'm gonna watch the pay per view, but I honestly haven't been watching Impact either, just because 'cause I've been busy. I was trying to watch everything. I was trying to watch all of it. There's just a lot of wrestling to go on, a lot, and it's not, and and honestly, just not a lot going on in Impact that interests me currently. The Kenny stuff is interesting, of course, but that's like that's an AEW thing, basically. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, Eddie. Get, hopefully, uh, I keep saying Eddie. Hopefully, Kenny adds more gold to his collection, so we can get to that uh, Thanos Omega storyline that we've been booking ever since he kind of offhandedly called himself the collector. So, should be good. Let's hope that. Let's hope that has some has some payoff. Um, as far as Eddie and John go, um, I guess we're going to get them two versus the Young Bucks at uh, Double or Nothing for the tag titles. That sounds fun. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I know they're going to probably be some kind of hardcore match. Um, let's do an Exploding Barbed wire Tag Team Deathmats. How about that? <laughs> let's do that. Let's, let's get the Explosion back. Come on. I, I, still, I still want to, you know, Drew still wants an explosion. He's still salty about that first one. So, why not? Let's do it. Finally, we got the main event between Darby Allen and Jungle Boy for the TNT title. This one was another one where, like, if you watch Dark and the other shows, you get a little bit extra nuggets of detail and information. Darby cut a great, uh, like, I guess cinematic promo is what we'll call them on Jungle Boy. Basically he was like one of those Darby artsy videos he had while he did a voiceover for her. and he was basically saying like, Yeah, a lot of people compare Jungle Boy and Darby like we're a lot alike and it's like I don't see it at all. Jungle Boy is like a smiley little yes man handshaking friendly guy and I'm real. I don't I, I don't do that bullshit. I'm I I tell you the truth, I do this, yes, I'm not gonna shake your hand and smile to you. Nah, that's for fake Bitches. I'm all about keeping it real. So basically he said what he said was much cooler than that, but basically it was the gist of what Darby was kind of saying, that he's he's not fake like everyone else and he basically thinks Jungle Boy is fake and if Jungle Boy wants the belt he's gonna have to come out like a man, like a like be real and fight him for it. Um and granted, yes he did he Jungle Boy did come out strong in this match, man. This match was a lot of fun. Um it, I, I like the styling of the fact that basically, uh Darby had to get kind of dirty and desperate to beat Jungle Boy. Like, sometimes he, like, he pulled his hair, he raked his eyes. Uh, th- this is, like, a different side. Like It wasn't, like, a full-on heel Darby, but it was kind of Darby, like, hey, hey, this is my title. Jungle Boy is great, but fuck you. I'm going to do what I have to do to keep it. And he did in the end, um, which is cool. You know, I mean, I don't think anyone expects Jungle Boy to win it, but just to have kind of a cool, like, match with Darby and kind of a cool, like stalemate because Darby did win but he won with that 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 cruc I think the is it called it the last supper is that it caused that pinfall um I'm really a fan of Darby having like a specialized roll up to get his win because it's both like it's both a weird kind of finish for him but also kind of like aha like I got you but only barely kind of thing so he, he barely got by Jungle Boy which is good because again we, we uh, I I think we all know that Jungle Boy is eventually going to be TNT champion probably going to be eventually world champion it's one of those things you kind of don't want to make Darby too dominant on him, but you also kind of need Darby to look good because he's the champion right now. There's a reason why Darby's the champion right now, and Jungle Boy is not. So Darby does have to, you know, use his bag of tricks to get his win, and he did. So I don't think it hurts Jungle Boy at all. I don't think it hurts Darby at all. I think it was fun. I think it was cool. I, I really I really like this, this um, these two together. I think it will see it like probably a hundred more times. In the next 10 years of AEW, which is cool. Um, between the show opening with Hangman and Ricky and closing with Darby and Jungle Boy, I said on Twitter, I feel like it's kind of a Tony Khan flexing all his young star potential he has in the company. Between those four and who else Who else we got? I mean, I'm, I'm big on Luchasaurus, personally. I don't know if he's going to... I, I, I just think he's a lot of Luchasaurus, sorts of dice if we use him right. Um... But as far as like your for, uh, as your pillars of like your youthful faces or not, not faces in the not faces the set the face here but just face like who can be, who is the company's originals who is the company's guys who's going to be like involved in all the major storylines and all the major developments over the next ten years again, Darby Jungle Boy Hangman Adam Page Ricky Starks and of course you have your MJF's out there, and so on and so forth like there's there's a lot of young star potential that AW has. That weren't names before AEW. Like, I didn't know who Darby Allen was before AEW. I didn't know who Jungle Boy was before AEW. I did not know who Ricky Starks was before AEW. I know he was from NWA, but I didn't watch it. Um, and Adam Page, you know, has been around with the Elite for a while. But as far as, like, mainstream wrestling success, this is it for Hangman. This is this is his development. Same thing for MJF. These are, like, their own homemade stars. It's like They will forever be AEW guys. You know, so I think this is like it was a very good episode for like shining a bright eye, shining a light on the future and uh, the current and the future. But like Jungle Boy currently isn't kind of I, I compare him to Gohan a lot. He's in his his young Gohan, like oh he has potential, but we don't know what it is yet until he gets to Super Saiyan, uh, you know, cell fighting Gohan. That's when shit's gonna go down. Um, but he's not there yet, which is why Darby's got Darby's got to hold on, hold him down and get the wins. But um, like I said, just AWs, full of potential, man. It's Full of potential. That's what I enjoy about the show, the most. All right, guys. So I think that's basically it for forty nine point five. Like I said, it was gonna be short and sweet, just a quick thing, just so we have something up for you guys to listen to. You know, I I hate leaving you without content, so this is the best we got for now. And once again I'll shout out Mr. uh well bleach to report for one. And who wrote this article? Eric Biested, because I just scrolled through his feed of photos and screenshots and whatnot, because I just didn't want to get it myself. So thank you for that. Thank you guys for listening, for subscribing, for all that jazz. Like I said, episode fifty is coming out next week. <laughs> that one is gonna be a doozy. I got I got a lot of work to prep on that one if I'm being honest. It'll be, uh, Drew will be back for that one. We'll be doing our roulette rest, which we've mentioned several times from like two months now. We were talking about that idea, which is basically our version of the AEW, an AEW Rumble. So we're gonna kind of live role play thing. I don't know. It's gonna, it's hard to explain, but you'll be able to hear it. You'll be able to see it on YouTube. <laughs> I I think it'll be fun just because it'll, it'll either be fun. Funny in a good way, because it actually it's a a fun like uh gameish thing that me and Drew will do, or fun in a bad way where it's just a fucking train wreck, but you know, I I have faith in me and Drew to at least make it f- enjoyable content. So look forward to that. We'll also have uh Max Tester Max Challenge next week. Um, I also have a few surprises for Drew because it is episode fifty, so big five. Oh, it's backwards. On, let me hang on. Eh, eh. Yeah. Five O. The big five O for us. So we'll have a few little um let's say just reminders of episodes past. And just like a, a good reflection, a good uh eight of rainbow, this is your life. I'm not gonna do that whole segment, that whole segment. But we'll do something kind of just uh so sort of like where we came from and where we are now We're still a very small channel There's very few of you out there that listen to us So we always thank you to the dozens and dozens who do But as far as our journey from creating the content And kind of upgrading slowly to where we are now Just, you know, our first year doing this um, So we'll we'll get into that stuff So I look forward to that So until then, guys um, Enjoy wrestling See ya